WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millarn. Thank you for joining me on the program this morning. It is 827. And joining me on the line, one of my favorite guests uh, that uh, I have on the program. And uh, always appreciate him on, having him on and, and uh, sharing his knowledge. And always come away with uh, with some new information and uh, some new knowledge that uh, about the world of fishing and uh, the outdoors, and that is uh, having tackle Terry Tumon and and Terry. It is always great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being on the on the program this morning. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. I really appreciate the opportunity to visit with you and all of our listeners. Well, thank you so much uh, for for being here. And uh, I, I guess the, the the first thing uh, that uh, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about. We were talking about this on the uh, kind of before we got. Uh, uh, back on the air here was uh, uh, the uh, uh, sort of the late season fishing. I was doing a, a fishing report here before the uh, uh, before uh, the the break and uh, talking about uh, panfish bites and uh, the you know it, it's it's starting to pick up a little bit and and we're talking a little bit about uh, the the light bite that uh, that you're you're talking you were talking a little bit about and and how these fish are just uh, you know, uh, so stealthy and, and just not—you you just cannot feel that bite that uh, that these fish are, are putting on that lure. That's just uh, uh, just incredible. I'm, I'm I'm just finding it amazing that these fish are just so stealthy. Yeah, you're right, Karen. They are. That's one of the uh, biggest question areas I've had this. Uh, uh, basically, this winter starting, you know, sometime the first part of January, and these fish, I call it uh, light uh, or sight lining, and it means and refers to that you don't see, uh, you'll see your fish on your vexlar, but along with that, too, you do not feel a bite whatsoever. Uh, even beyond a spring bob or ultralight rod uh, is watching for your line just to flicker. Uh, and that is a time to set the hook. And what we have to do, and these fish, uh, so many times, especially this year, I was just out yesterday again, these fish come up and they inhale your lure, partially inhale it, and they just sit there. Nothing moves at all. And I know at many seminars I mentioned, have you ever lifted up your rod and you got a fish on? And uh, you hear, see the audience nodding yes. And that is a factor we have to address, especially for your bigger fish. The smaller fish are a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And what really is taking place here, Kevin, that if we don't monitor this, uh, it's going to cost us fish. I don't think there's any question about it whatsoever. And as I mentioned, especially the bigger fish. Uh, the other factor, too, is uh, that work with different colors of lures, different jigging action, a big, big factor again. And it's just amazing. I call it a jig worm with wax worms. Uh, and we can talk about how to place that hook. But along with that, too, how uh, a one red wiggler, two red wigglers, three red wigglers, a white a wiggler, a red one, a wax worm, how it plays such a role in catching fish this year. Really? Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. How, how what, uh, I, I guess maybe break that down just a little bit more. What, uh, uh, how are you kind of experimenting with that? Well, in fact, I just had a question uh, a couple of days ago about that. Uh, how much, how many times do you keep switching and switching? What I really do, Kevin, is when I'm marking fish and I just can't get them to go, or sometimes as an attractor, well, we have to remember some fish are curiosity seekers. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, then uh, we have to, you know, get them 
curious, if you will, and then interested. And what I really, I just basically do the experimentation. And here again, too, all these fronts that keep constantly coming through, that's why it's so important. Same thing with different lure colors, different jigging action. I really feel, too, that uh, we have a tendency to overjig, but we also have to jig enough to interest those fish. So there's, you know, something that uh, we must experiment. We, we don't necessarily have to keep on jigging real abruptly, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, maybe slow the uh, uh, cadence down somewhat or hold it. And here again, too, it's really, it's taking a lot of patience, a lot of experimentation. But I go through a lot of different changes of lures, uh, jigging actions, and baits also. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. The, 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 the other question that I, I had as well is, you know, if, if, if you're kind of, if you're watching that, that line, how hard is it, especially with, with those real subtle, subtle bites, how hard is it to kind of differentiate between that, that maybe just, you know, sort of, you know, a little current action uh, versus, you know, that, that light, subtle bite, you know, maybe just a little current, a little wave action or a little something you know, just that, that different, maybe they're just to kind of tell the difference between the two, or is there really any difference there? If you just see that motion, you know, just maybe take that chance and, and, and set that hook. Oh, there's no question about that, Kevin. You have no idea how many times I set the hook and there's no fish there, or you just missed the fish. You just pulled it away. And generally speaking, what I do, and most of your time, your line is going to have you know just a speck of slack in it, or maybe a little bit of a kink in it. You can kink the line, mm-hmm. and whenever you see any, I mean, so subtle. I, this is where I fish only one rod and just hone in on that line itself, not the rod tip. Yes, you can do a combo rod tip and line, but there, you usually see this flicker. Maybe the line jumps us a little bit, maybe straightens out a speck. And we're talking minute. Mm-hmm. And when we see that set to hook, uh, you know, my comment at seminars, hook sets are always free. And it's just amazing. If we don't do that, we miss just a ton of fish. I don't think there's any question about that. And that applies to, you know, to walleyes, but some fish and crappies also. Mm-hmm. And it, it, Okay. Uh, and that, that was going to be kind of my follow-up question as well, is, is does it matter to regardless of, of species that you're, you're targeting? No, it doesn't, Kevin. I think it's so important for us to really monitor that. The same thing with open water jigging for walleyes or open water jigging for crappies. You know, so often uh, we have this thing, we got to wait for this thump. we got to get this expensive rod. It's way, way beyond that. Not to say that, you know, very good. In fact, I talked to a friend yesterday and how important it is to have real high-end quality rods, uh, you know, with a tip so we can fight the fish with light line. I use a lot of two-pound test line, especially a fire line, mm-hmm. and the reason being that your lure is going to drop a little bit faster, a little bit of jigging action, and then along with that, too, uh, is uh, you know, we have a, a quarter second before that fish expels the bait, and that's why it's so important for us to really monitor uh, and concentrate on actually what's happening out there. It's, it's almost beyond uh, explanation. It's just something we have to experience, and then the more time we uh, relate to that, the better we become. Well, and, and, and you, you, you touched on, on, on quality uh, rods as, as well. I, I would think along with that as well, uh, a quality line has to go hand-in-hand hand with that as well. Uh, you know, you, you talked about kinks and things along those lines. Having a quality line, something that isn't going to necessarily 
kink up or or cause issues that you know that that's going to be a problem somewhere in that path between the lure and the tip of the rod something you know that you know that's that has to play a role in that obviously as well it really does kevin and you know a good uh maybe comment uh to um uh, uh, mentioned as to what you said, line is the only uh, connection we have to the fish, and that's why it's so important for us. You know, so many times anglers will use heavier line, and the comment is, "Well, what about what about if I uh, lose a big fish? You know, maybe you're fishing for sunfish, and all of a sudden you caught a walleye. Am I going to lose it? Well, there's a chance you may lose it. You might break mm-hmm. off, but you have to make a decision. Which are you fishing for? Are you fishing for sunfish, or are you fishing for walleyes? And line plays such a role. One is, you know, the uh, the drop speed of your lure, your bait, uh, is one factor. The uh, resistance in the water column is another. Do you want stretch? Don't you want stretch? you want some stretch? These are all ingredients, and there's time frames, and that's why I've been using a lot of Fireline braid, uh, is that uh, it's extremely sensitive, very thin in diameter, and uh, you get a very solid hook set. The only negative with that is because it's, you know, so... Uh, lack of, of stretch that sometimes that fish can shake off and that's going to be a time uh, frame to switch to fluorocarbon or mono but here again too it's something uh, that we should always address we should have you know more than one or two rods with it with different lines on them and also different color different style or different profiles of lures mm-hmm. yeah and, and i mean you know so it it is it is worthwhile to 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 spend that extra money to get that that quality line that you know again is going to make that difference in the potential between catching a fish and not catching a fish and again the odds like you mentioned you know again what you're targeting if you're targeting sunfish you know yeah you may catch the odd walleye but it's not not going to be a consistent sort of thing where all you're going to you know if you're just simply targeting sunfish all you're going to catch are walleyes that's just not necessarily what's going to happen so no you have to make a decision what pre- yeah. uh, uh, species are you going to pursue i don't know how many times especially in the summertime kevin we're at an access i'll ask the anglers uh, what are you fishing for you know what the general comment is whatever bites you know and <laughs> that is really a negative comment but now you're not targeting any specific species of fish sure you can catch a few fish maybe under these kind of conditions but you've got to target that certain species of fish on that certain body of water. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, yeah. I, if I'm going pan fishing, I'm not going to, you know, be bringing out a, a you know, a heavy rod and and you know, twenty pound test line. If I'm going for sunfish, it's just not the the numbers don't add up. It just doesn't work that way. You know, it <laughs> it's it's not going to work. So. No, it isn't, Kevin. That's why it's so important for us. You know, uh, before you go out fishing, if you're ice fishing or open water fishing, mm-hmm. decide on a species you're going to be fishing for. Take only the tackle and rod and reels mm-hmm. that are going to apply to that specific species of fish on that certain day. It's so important. There is no sense in us taking multiple rods, multiple uh, lures or tackle boxes, uh, because you don't need all that extra stuff, if you will, in your fish house or in your boat, and it's going to make you really think, well, I'm fishing only walleyes today, I'm only fishing sunfish or crappies today. Uh, It's not going to give you this alternative. In many, many years past, I used to state that, well, if the walleyes are biting, try crappies, and I really do 
not do that anymore, but I don't believe in that. You've got to hone in on one species on one day and then go forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it just makes things so much simpler to 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 be able to focus on one particular species. It really does, and, and it's. Yeah. It, yeah, you're right, Kevin. And the other thing, too, I should mention, when you're fishing for these ultralight bite sunfish and crappies, uh, is, and even sometimes with walleyes, but one rod, one hole. Uh, it's, it, if you have two rods and two holes, uh, you're not able to focus on this line movement, and it's going to cost you fish. I, I guarantee you that you know, what happens is all of a sudden we think we've got to bite in this one hole, and then all of a sudden we start to uh, set the hook, but in the meantime, because we're watching that other rod also, uh, we missed that one fish, and we also missed the second fish. So mm-hmm. one rod, one hole. Well, yeah, of course. And, 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 of course, you know, that's exactly what's going to happen is, is that while you're busy working on one, the other one's going to be being active as well because that's, that's just the way things go. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're, you're 100% <laughs> right. It, and it's just amazing, you know, how uh, – and I, you know, know people that will only ice fish would you – now they have to have two holes, two rods. Mm-hmm. And it, it, under, if your depth's sticking with a bobber system – uh, and you know, for walleyes, and then also a jig, for instance, or if you're doing that same thing for crappies, then it can be okay. Mm-hmm. But if you got a tough bite, I would definitely not go with. I hardly ever fish tools, Kevin. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Uh, yeah, it's just it's too hard to to. You, you have to focus. You just you just do. That's uh, that's just the bottom the bottom line on that. Uh, let's uh, let's shift gears because we we did touch on this uh, a, a little bit uh, as well uh, earlier here too. And and, and talk. I mean, we're you know it's uh, already the beginning of of March, and you know we're not that far away from uh, you know I, we're seeing here just a, a little bit of uh, uh, open water here down uh, in Lacrosse and in. It's not going to be too much longer before we uh, we get to the uh, the open water season, and uh, uh, you know, I, I guess what uh, uh, what uh, what sort of things are you thinking about here as far as the uh, the early season uh, for open water fishing? Well, first of all, Carol, yes, and uh, I've talked to a, a retail store, and people are really really looking for purchasing. Mm-hmm open water equipment, tackle and rod and reels. Uh, if you have any in mind, you know, specific tackle or line or rod or reels or whatever, buy it now. We're going to, and already are running into a shortage issue, just like with anything else uh, in our economy frame. And so if you have something, buy it. Uh, for it to go on sale, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think we should wait. And I, this is an awfully good time, too, to... Uh, pick out new bodies of water or new locations on that body of water. Uh, and, you know, what we're doing is expanding our knowledge, if you will, but every lake or every river system is going to be different. Every location is going to be different. Uh, and I was on a new lake yesterday, and it's just amazing. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting. And you may be shocked at the quality of the fish or no quality of the fish, but the only way to really tell is get out there and do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... You know that's uh, that that's well, and I think that's that's part of the the one of the fun things about fishing too is is finding those new bodies of water and and and, and you know testing things out and and trying new things and and just uh, you know I mean you know I, I, I don't mean you know in this in a bad way but I mean a, a crappie is a crappie but you know you can try new things and and there's there's always uh, you know some new you know, terrain to try or, you know, some new technique or, or new, you know, 
way of, of you know, you still have to you still have to catch the crappie, but if you're on a new body of water, maybe you've got to, you know, figure out that equation in a, just a slightly different way. And, you know, that's part of the fun of, uh, part of, the fun of fishing is, is figuring out those new ways of, of catching that, that same crappie, if you will. Well, you're right. And I uh, mentioned at the seminars, uh, Kevin, too, is, uh, you know, the best time to try new lures uh, or new whatever, you know, if it's, mm-hmm. you know, changing it up, if you will, is when the fish are biting. I talked to a tournament or he said, you know, when the fish are biting, that's almost impossible to do to change it. Well, if the fish aren't biting, you're never going to know if that lure works or not. Mm-hmm. So this is a time frame of trolling or if it's jigging or casting wacky worms or whatever it may be. It's a time to change it up with colors, uh, maybe with movement, uh, with the speed, uh, with the retrieve actions. Uh, try something different. Uh, otherwise, we'll never know if it works or not. Yep, exactly. And 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 you know, as we get into the spring too, it's uh, this is a fun time to, to try those new things too, because you know the fish are coming out off the off this winter, you know, a, a hard winter, and and you know they're hungry, they're they're active, they're getting ready in a lot of cases to spawn, and you know, so the the fish are are active, uh, and and. It can be a lot of fun to uh, to try those new places and, and new bodies of water, and and it you know it could be uh, you know uh, you know obviously we've got the Mississippi here, but you know there's a lot of different places out here to try, a lot of different pools to 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 go visit, and um, you know you can maybe just go 20 miles down river or up river and and you know find a whole new place to to try and and you know try your luck and and, and see how well you do with. Uh, with the with your fishing opportunities yes you're right and you know i I just have to think too kevin is that you know if you uh want to try some new lures uh or new ways of fishing leave the old stuff at home Mm -hmm. uh don't put it in your boat or in your fish house it's going to force you that you're going to have to try it and you also you're going to learn about that specific bait and lure and it's a great way to teach yourself what works and what doesn't work Mm mm-hmm Yep. It'll yeah. It forces you to sort of experiment and uh, and and give you those uh, those learning. Op- it, it's it's a great way to learn. That's true. That's very true. And 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 actually, uh, speaking of of learning too, Terry, uh, one of the other things that I did want to uh, uh, to touch on too was the fact that uh, uh, coming up that uh, you have got. Uh, uh, you touched on it too. You mentioned uh, seminars and everything too. You're going to be up at the Northwest Sports Show, which uh, is coming up. Gosh, it's what next weekend, as a matter of fact. Uh, I can't believe it's here already. Uh, up in uh, up in Minneapolis. So uh, you're going to be doing some uh, uh, different seminars up there. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what you'll be talking about this uh, this year. Sure, I'll be happy to, Kevin. Yes, it is coming up uh, much faster. It's a little bit earlier uh, this year than it has been in the past. And on Thursday, it opens up on Thursday and closes on Sunday of this week. And uh, on Thursday at uh, ten, I'm sorry, at four o'clock, I'll be doing an open water crappie presentation. And then Saturday, twelve o'clock, it will be the walleye presentation. And I will stay to answer all these questions that are available. We do have a, a slot time limit, but we'll step to the side, and then I'll answer questions for all of the. Uh, people that are in attendance, but it's a great show. It's a wonderful opportunity to, to look at new tackle, uh, new electronics. Maybe uh, an individual is looking at a, a houseboat trip or a resort or Canadian uh, area. So it's a wonderful opportunity to do all under one roof. 
Yep. And uh, I, I mean, well, and the other thing, too, is, is you know, you mentioned it, too, that, uh, you know, if uh, if people are looking at, at buying some, uh, you know, new tackle or, or you know, other items that uh, that they're looking at, you know, it's a great opportunity to uh, maybe pick up some new things there as well. There's, oh, my goodness, that uh, it's a uh, sort of a one-stop shop, if you will. Yeah, it really is. You know, most of the large retailers are going to be there offering uh, many times. Sometimes there's going to be uh, special prices, special buys. Yeah, but it is, as you mentioned, it's a great opportunity to look at new baits, new lures, rod and reels, fishing line. Uh, it's as you know, in, it's sort of a one-stop shop, if you will, or at least you know, take a look at some of the products and then go home with that information and decide if you're going to buy it at a retail store later yeah. or down the road. Yep, exactly. And and the other the other thing that and and the other thing I appreciate is is in addition to you know having experts you know listening you know the seminars that 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 you and the other um, experts have as well you know you you go to the these manufacturers um, you know and these guys are all experts I mean they can they can tell you about the best ways to, to fish those lures or use those lines or, you know, the best ways to, you know, utilize those rods and, and, and reels to the, the you know, the, the best advantages and everything. I mean, you can really, you know, even at those booths, you can come away with such an education on, on the best way to, uh, to utilize that, that tackle. And, and uh, I mean, that in and of itself is just an education. Yeah, it really is, you know, and, you know, the people that are working in these displays are, as you mentioned, are knowledgeable, but also they'll take the time and you can, you know, pepper them with questions Mm -hmm. and they'll answer those questions. If not, if they can't um, specifically answer them, there'll be someone there that can uh, answer those questions. And also, too, you know, it's a great opportunity to take a look at all the new electronics, how they work. And how much money they cost, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's true. And uh, the other thing too is, uh, along with that, uh, is uh, if anybody is uh, interested in looking at a uh, a nice boat, uh, they uh, they have plenty of those there as well. And uh, oh my goodness, that uh, that convention center is uh, is huge, and they pack that thing pretty darn full. That's uh, that's for sure. That's uh, yeah, they yeah, they really do. They do a great job with that show. And again, it's uh, a wonderful opportunity. You know, we've got a lot of ice, Kevin. Yeah, uh, a ton of ice. Uh, over, uh, well over two feet. I think yesterday was about twenty-eight inches, huh. and uh, it, you know, so it's going to uh, keep uh, people from actually fishing. Like some years, uh, I can recall where people were out fishing, so it really pertained uh, and diminished the attendance. But this year, uh, you know, besides ice fishing. Um, you know, people will be gravitating toward that show. And as you mentioned, uh, it is a wonderful opportunity to mm-hmm. just take a look at the new product. What should I buy? What shouldn't I buy? And, and then make your decisions at that time. Well, and I have a sneaking suspicion, too, that uh, just with uh, how things are going sort of outside the, uh, in, in the, uh, with COVID and, and all the other things, too, that, that how things are sort of improving on that front, too, that, uh, uh, I have a feeling that 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 this might be a fairly uh, busy show this year as well. So hopefully that'll uh, bode well with uh, with attendance and and the place will be packed. So yeah, I'm sure it will, Kevin. I don't think there's any, some of the reports that I've had throughout the uh, 
a country is that these shows are just phenomenal with attendance. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's getting out of that COVID factor. The other, especially here, I'm uh, hearing so much about basically the long winters we've had. You know, this year it started a little bit late, but cold wind, and everybody's really waiting for spring. And mm. this is again going to help people. So getting that spring bug, I call it transition yeah. area. Uh, where it's a wonderful opportunity to get your rod and reels ready, take a look at an inventory of your tackle boxes. Uh, is your boat home? Is it in storage? What do I need to do to my boat to get it ready for open water? So there's a lot of things that we can do in this interim time frame. Yeah, that's that's true. And, and, and you know, we did talk about that. Uh, I think, didn't we talk about that last fall, about getting the boat ready for uh, uh, for storage? And, and we should, you know, it's, uh, it's about getting about time where uh, start, Folks should be starting to think about getting the uh, the boat out of storage and getting that uh, uh, prepped and ready for uh, for the uh, open water season as well. You're exactly right. We just pulled our wheelhouse off off Kevin, mm-hmm. and uh, that's another factor. This is uh, also a transition time. Yeah. Is do your maintenance now mm-hmm. uh, with your wheelhouse. You know, uh, making sure that you um, lubricate your pivot points very very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charge your batteries if you need to disconnect your batteries. Batteries should be charged about every two months, Kevin. Yeah. And is there any other maintenance that needs to be done? Clean it up. Uh, get the salt off if it's got salt on it. Uh, there's, you know, it's almost like reversing, uh, you know, getting it re- a wheelhouse ready for ice fishing. But we need to take good care of uh, those um, uh, pieces of equipment. If not, then it's going to cost us money down the road, especially these pivot points, lubrication-wise, uh, mm-hmm. your tire wear. There's a lot of things we should do now instead of procrastinating until next fall. All of a sudden, ice comes, and we forget about those, and we just pull out, and we have issues. Yep, yep. It, it, taking, taking, you know, I, 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 and I'm, I'm sort of abbreviating here, taking five, five or ten minutes now, so to speak, taking that time now is going to be saving you a whole lot of time and a whole lot of money eventually down the road. So yeah, definitely it's it's uh, well worth the investment to do it now as opposed to doing it later. That's for sure. Yes, it really is. You know, and one I stress uh, lubricating these pivot points mm-hmm. uh, because if you don't do it, you're supposed to do it throughout the winter, especially if you're trailering it a lot. Uh, where you go up and down on different bodies of water. And what happens, Kevin, due to the salt, they freeze up. Mm-hmm. And if they freeze up, you're in big trouble. Uh, you won't be able to raise it or lower it, and it gets awfully, awfully expensive to get it repaired. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> it's it's such a hassle to, to deal with, that's for sure. So, well, Terry, I've got to uh, wrap things up here. As always, I uh, I really appreciate you being here, and, and thank you so much for uh, – uh, spending some time with me this morning here to uh, to talk about uh, uh, so many things. We we always cover uh, such a uh, a lot of ground, and uh, uh, I always appreciate uh, appreciate you coming on and and, and chatting with me. And uh, thank you again so much for uh, for being on this morning. Well, you're sure welcome. Thank you, Kevin. You have a great weekend and tall order listeners. We got a lot of ice. Let's go ice fish, but also in the interim, get ready for open water. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We'll talk to you again soon, Terry. Thank you much. And I'm going to take a break and be back in just a moment here with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM.